and goes loud. Hello, 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 hello. This is episode number 28 with Truth Be Told Podcast. I have the lovely, I shouldn't say lovely because he's a guy, but I have the Mr. Ray here. Paul, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. It's great to see you. Great to see you. It's been a while. I'm so excited that you are on my platform today. I'm actually honored that you came on and said yes. So thank you. No, I appreciate it. Um, And I know we were supposed to do this earlier, but um, appreciate your patience. So thank you. No, you're fine. You know, I'm really big about we were taught to definitely take care of ourselves first. So I'm definitely glad you're feeling better. Um, But it's great that you're here because in episode number 28, we are talking about, I think both of us came in on this book, Personality Isn't Permanent. Am I correct? Yeah, that book. I actually have it right here. (laughs) That book is triggering at times. I'm not going to lie, but I enjoyed it. Oh my gosh. For me, right. It was really a big deal. Um, Before we get into it though, um, I do want to let anybody know who's new to my channel. Guys, I'm still learning. I'm new to podcasts. Um, Please go like, share, subscribe to my YouTube. If you don't want to hear me or if you don't want to look at me, you can always listen to me. Um, I am on Apple, Anchor, Spotify. Just Google me. Um, I shouldn't say that yet, but it, it's going to happen one day. <laughs> nah, you should speak it into existence. You're doing it, right? You're Thank doing you. the thing Thank in the you. arena. So, yeah, speak it into existence. I appreciate you. I appreciate the platform that we came on. Um, I thought you would definitely be an awesome follow-up from Mr. Sean Croxton. Uh, He's our mentor, guys. He's one of our big mentors. We came from his book club, and I'm definitely grabbing all the jewels that I can from you guys because, you know, in this time and day, mental health is so important. Mm -hmm. It's really important. you know, it's it's scary to me, uh, especially with I have four. I have four kids and you never know what somebody's going through day to day. And in my culture, we were always taught to sweep it under the rug or don't talk about it or it's OK, you're fine. And we just let it go. But no, um, I'm here to tell all of you guys, definitely mental health is real. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. If you need some help, speak up. It's okay. I promise it's okay. And once you do the inward work, it's just amazing how much you grow and learn about yourself. Um, It's definitely an eye-opener. So I just wanted to say that before we got, you know, go into the interview. Facts. And if I could sort of like veggie back on that, um, as a West Indian man growing up in a diverse city where I'm from in Toronto, Canada, it's very uncommon for the West Indian culture to talk anything mental health. Wow. Right. So it's, it's um, for me when I was where we met was, was on my healing journey. And so um, I'm sure we'll get into it, but it, it's funny that you also sort of come from the same old school mindset of, you don't talk about it, right. You just deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it. To this day. I mean, it's like me unwiring what I learned still. Um, I definitely, definitely want to talk about it a little bit, but I want you to let everybody know what you have going on and where we can find you at and just let us know a little bit more about yourself. 
Uh, well, thank you. Um, first off, I appreciate being here. Um, it's a tough act to follow with Mr. Croxton, but I will do my best. Um, my name is Ray Harapal, as I said, from Toronto, Canada. I am a creative. I run my own creative company, um, Radiant Photography and Films. Um, and I'm positioning myself to be a one-stop shop for audio, video, photography, and also sort of strategy. So if you are a small startup business or medium to large business and looking for uh, a freelancer, I'll let your boy. Um, I, I'll be able to come in and, and work with you. Um, I've I've worked on many projects um, throughout my life, uh, so it's 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 fun to be able to lend my creative abilities to folks that they always say that they're not creative, but they feel like they're not creative. It's just a matter of you know that side of their brain wasn't really exercised. So when I when I step in there, you're not just hiring someone that's going to stand behind a camera and, and snap. You're going to get a, a strategist. Um, you're getting a, a full suite of creative solutions, basically. Um, and uh, this is my studio. So this is where that the magic awesome. happens. I'm excited. Um, actually, see, I'm going to tell you, God works in mysterious ways because I'm like, I knew about photography, but I didn't know the filming side of it. Um, so just getting to know that today, I'm like, hmm, I'm going to need Ray in the future. So I'm sure. so glad that I connected back with you. And um, thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing um, because people need like people like us and people for you to stand out and have that. Like it sounds like you have that eye, that vision for things, because to be a photographer, everybody cannot be a photographer. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. Every, everyone's got an eye, but it's just right. a matter of 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 uh practicing right um, right practice doesn't make permanent it, it makes uh well practice doesn't make perfect it makes permanent so if you pick up your cell phone and started you know practicing i'm sure you'll in a week's time realize oh wow i've actually evolved when you're shooting with intention so i, I challenge you i challenge you pick up your camera your smartphone and just figure out what you want maybe it's self-portraits oh wow that. that's yeah. crazy you said that because it's funny that we're just even getting into this book and talking about um, personality isn't permanent. And it's funny that when we came in, I was telling Sean on the last topic, I said, when I came to the book club, I was on a healing journey. I'm still on a healing journey. And mm -hmm. I was like, what? I didn't realize that I didn't know what we were going to do in the book club. Right. I was like, okay, are you going to read to us? Like, and he laughed when I said that. Like, I was like, okay. But then when I realized it was just so bigger than that. It was just like being around like-minded people and um, growing from each other, learning from each other. Um, and it was just amazing, the connections. And still to this day, like, I know that if any of us reach out to each other, I know that we're more like, hey, how you doing? And just want to catch back up. The community was just amazing. Um, but to come in on this book, and I bought it. I didn't know what to expect. Now, I've always been a bookworm. Um, but before the book club, I was more into like inspirational or when I was younger, just entertainment, whatever would keep me, you know, back in the day, I think it was like Goosebumps, R.L. Stein. <laughs> I was just. I was into, I had all the collection. Like, nice. and I was even into, I, I read Harry Potter a little bit, but that was more of my sister. I wasn't really into Harry Potter, but I just grew from, from all of that. But just, you know, when you're going through something, when you're healing or trauma, trauma 
can make you see stuff one dimensional. And I mean, it, it really can. And when I picked up this book and I wanted to talk about it, you were like the first person I thought about. I was like, I remember Ray, because both of us was just like, you know, newbies coming in as far as being vulnerable in front of like new people. To me, Complete that's how Complete strangers. <laughs> Complete strangers. And the thing that's even crazier is this wasn't in person. This was all virtually. But yet the atmosphere and that that family, I, I felt safe. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's for, for, for Sean to have been able to create that safe environment for us and, and to your point, for us to still reach out because we're not, you know, involved or, you know, life happens. It's, it was, for me, it was one of those moments where I was like, wow, that actually happened. And the old Ray would have been ashamed, embarrassed. I probably would have dropped out of book club, but no, it was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders after that. Yeah. That's how I felt too. I felt the same way. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that personality isn't permanent was going to go that deep. And I'm not going to go into the chapter, but I do want to read something from it. And then I want to just get your perspective on what I'm talking about. And then I want you to tell us what chapter three, right? Am I right? Mm -hmm. Chapter three. (laughs) What chapter three did for you? Um, But what I was going to read was it pretty much just says when I'm going through this, Personality can and should be consciously chosen based on the person you intend to be and the goals you inspire to achieve. You can design your identity, behavior, and environment to serve the future you want and stop being defined by past traumas or your current circumstances. And again, this is Personality Isn't Permanent by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I follow him too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I, I get his emails. Um, yeah, he definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but to that quote, it sounds foreign to a lot of people that are stuck in the cycle, mm-hmm. and the cycle is the conditioning that we've all sort of been um, exposed to. And so, when you hear about creating your life or creating uh, what you see in your mind's eye, it's like, what? And humans love to put meaning on things, right? We're human, like we're a meaning-making machines. Right. And so when there's no meaning behind this, well, why would I, you know, uh, why would I explore my my creative passions when it doesn't pay the bills? Well, you're not happy. It's simple, right? It's right. either you 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 live to work or you work to live. You you decide. And 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 what this book effectively did for me was. The blind spots, we'll get to that, I'm sure, but um, unmasking those those blind spots that I did I wasn't aware of. And now when you're when you become aware of something, you can't un become aware of it. Like it's either you change or you just remain the same. Um, and so yeah, I, I I'm in that phase now of creating the best version of future ray ten years from now. You know, what does my business look like? What what type of person am I? And and you're becoming, and you're like, it's crazy because for the first time ever, you're actually in control of your life, but you feel like you're out of control because there's no control. Right. Oh my gosh, you just said that. That's a quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, I'm that's not exactly. I'm not into tweeting, but if we could tweet 
Right. You need to tweet that. <laughs> but that's exactly where I'm at. Right. And, and um, yeah, that quote pretty much signifies where we're, where we're at. Right. Like, and, and at the top, you said you probably shouldn't, shouldn't talk about, no, you should, you're doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Truth be told is a show yes. and it's changing lives and it's impacting people. So you're doing the thing that you have been called to do. So don't diminish it, please. Right. Thank don't, you, Ray. don't do that. Thank you're, you're in the mud. You're doing the work. There's a lot of people that talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's the folks that are, that are actually doing it and you're one of them. So there's, there's, there's a gift in that. And there's, there's something to be honored and appreciated because, you know, you could be doing something else with your time, but here you are sharing your time, uh, uncovering other people's experiences. There's, there's an appetite for that. So keep it up. No, thank you. I appreciate everything you're saying. I'm, I'm not always great with compliments, so I appreciate it. I, I, I take it in and I receive it. Um, I, it's just, I feel like people just don't always know how to be vulnerable. Um, like you said, it's foreign. This type of teaching is like, really? Like you're doing this for what? You're not making a paycheck or you could be making a paycheck because you really don't know um, what people, you don't know people's business. That's that's the problem. You need to worry about your business. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it just transformed you. If you could think about chapter three, and how it transformed your trauma. That was the name of the, that title. What is the first thing you come up, what comes up for you? What what flusters for you when you think of that title? Um, can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay. So um, that was the empathetic witness. That was that. And, and reading the chapter and then coupling it with the questions that Sean curated, I had to read it three times. Because the first time I kind of just went through it, the second time I, I read and underlined, and then the third time I read and highlighted and then went to the questions. And it was in those questions where I realized I have had someone in my corner. I just haven't been observing it to what it is. I was trying to find meaning and, and all this other stuff. And and through this healing journey, I realized I had become parts of my father that ended up hurting my mother and she still carries that hurt with her I mean she's she's managing it as best as she can but I know that she missed out on some tremendous opportunities in her life and here was her son who she took back in and was exemplifying these ignorant troublesome toxic behaviors that my father had Mm -hmm. and that's when it was like okay if you really want to make a dent in this world you're gonna have to unlearn all that you know the womanizing the i'll I'll be honest like my dad cheated on my mom when i was seven years old and that's what started my mom's unraveling and she went into a deep depression for a year and a half and i didn't see her and you know there was uh, abandonment issues and always feeling like i never was enough for my father and here my mother was always proving as a mother does you you're a mom of four you know like no one's gonna love you more than your mother no matter what and i need to i need to extend more sympathy and and i need to be her empathetic listener and witness just as much as she's been mine 
And that night after that breakthrough, um, I, I sat and I listened to some songs that were associated with that time. Um, and, and I went through the hurt, you know, I, I, I played Celine Dion's power of love, which I absolutely love, but I know my mom can't listen to that because the person that my, yes, because the person that my father was cheating on had the audacity to call and play that song on a old school voice, like, you know, the cassette tape, um, recording machines. So that obviously is a, is a painful song, but I absolutely love the song. And here I was trying to recreate the meaning of that song for my mother. When in reality, there's a billion songs out there that I can create uh, everlasting memories, you know, and 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 remind my mom that she is loved, she is appreciated, and um, it doesn't take, you know, someone else to to show you that. And and fast forwarding now, like my healing journey that I, you know, I, I took some time off of work just to heal mentally physically and emotionally and her her and i had a amazing conversation and it that's it was in that moment where i realized i had taken on so much of my mother's hurt that i embodied it that i restricted myself and a lot of her behaviors i mimicked as well so there were times where we would clash but it was really just i picked up on her energy and i sort of mirrored it when in reality i you know, now that I'm course correcting, it's like, okay, no, mom, you're, you're amazing at what you do. It's just, yeah. So it's, it was, it was an amazing chapter that broke me, um, broke me to the point where I needed to be broken to right. fix myself again, if that makes sense. No, because, it makes perfect sense. Cause you know, we, we latch on to all these self-help and personal development and quotes and all these different things, but if you're not actually applying what you're doing, then you're just entertaining yourself, right? Correct. And I was doing that for the work. longest time. Exactly. I was doing that for the longest time. And then here came Sean Croxton and the Money Mind Academy and the book club calling me on my BS, right? Right. Like one of my good friends, Akil, he once told me, he's like, Ray, you're too intelligent for yourself. So you out-intellect yourself when it comes mm-hmm. to your healing process. And I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? And he broke it down for me. And I was like, you're right. So I'm, I'm fortunate to have had that moment, that breakthrough. And even crazier, and I'm happy to say it on this podcast, the space that I'm in right now, I made a right. vow to myself because it's in this space where I had that breakdown. Right in the corner. That's what right? I was going to ask you. I remember right your there. mom coddling you. It was actually my, my roommate. Oh, it my wow. Mom. It was my roommate. And, and I made a vow to myself afterwards to use this space that i'm currently in to to heal to rebrand recreate and reinvent ray harapal 2.0 3.0 for the future so i'm I'm, it's everything comes full circle um and i'm and i'm super happy that i experienced benjamin hardy's book when i did because it was necessary It, it it definitely is definitely necessary i think all of us need some type of mentor and some type of therapist whether we want to admit it or not and like you like i said before in our culture even though in both of our culture um we don't talk about it you don't have to go to therapy because something's wrong you're just going to therapy to grow 
like you can't get everything from your mentor. Certain things you do need to go to a licensed therapist or somebody that can help you push through it. But like you said, you're in the room, you're doing the work, you're 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 growing from that. Tell us the audience a little bit about the difference between a fixed and a growth mindset because it's just amazing before you go into that. I didn't even realize, I didn't know none of this type of training was real, hmm. right? Like I, you know, I've always been into self-help. I've always been trying to better myself, but I was more on the inspirational side. Now I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual because I always feel like when you get into religion, they look at you some type of way because you don't do and I, and I'm not going to do it. I'm going right. to, you know, I'm going to follow, I'm going to have my relationship with my God. And I'm going to continue serving him in the way that he shows me. Um, but I didn't know that the self-help was even real. Like you said, people speak affirmations and they say stuff. And I was kind of, it's, it's funny you said that, because I was one of those people, like, I was speaking it. And I thought I was doing the work, but I wasn't doing the work. Um, mm. I wasn't doing the work until I met you guys. Like, the work was just like, oh, my gosh, like y'all are pulling back layers that I didn't even know existed in me. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize I acted this way because of this. And it's not always because of a relationship. It's what's inside of you. It's always what's going on inside of you. What, what you subconsciously store in your memory, gotcha. but because of trauma. Mm -hmm. And so when I asked you, and I just wanted to say that because you gave me chills when you said that, um, I was like, Oh my gosh, he's going there. <laughs> <laughs> So real, like, it's hard for me to find people like you to talk about this stuff because for some it's, 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 so I think this fits into the fixed versus growth mindset. I've, I've realized, um, throughout the last five years, cause that's when I would say 2017 is when my healing journey actually began, but I wasn't aware of it. I wasn't aware of it. Right. Um, God was. God was tapping me on my shoulder and giving me warning signs and I wasn't heeding them. So as they say in the West Indies, those who can't hear must feel. So best believe I felt. So yeah. um, prior to that, I had a very fixed mindset. Um, it was very, it was toxic. At least mine was, right? It was, it was uh, always me playing this victim and, 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 and making mountains out of literal anthills, literal. And here I was, you know, going in, around and around in a circle trying to figure out, well, why, why isn't my business doing this? Why isn't this, this, this? And it wasn't until um, uh, my former relationship where prior to us breaking up, she was in this becoming journey of her own. Mm -hmm. And we had met at a, at a crossroads now that I've had time to reflect. And she was, she was marching in her purpose. And it was, right. it was, it was powerful to sort of be witness on that journey, but I wasn't anywhere near there. So there were moments in that relationship where uh, a lot of my insecurities came up and it, and it, and it took a toll, right? There's only so much someone can take when they're okay. showing you how much they care and how much they love, but yet there's still this nagging devil in your ear saying, well, maybe they're doing this, this, or, right. you know, and it's just, so I, I tell you all that because I was exposed to it, but I wasn't aware of it. And I'm thankful for that relationship 
because as much as her and I don't speak anymore, the what I was exposed to during the short time that we were together um, helped this journey begin. I, and that's why I said like it started in 2017 when her and I started dating. It was like 2018, and, and yeah, I took I took a lot from that, and um, that's where the the growth mindset became a thing. Um, and that's where I am today, feeling more in control, uh, way more responsible and accountable. And, and I find folks that, folks that aren't willing to be accountable and take the responsibility of their, you know, handling of a situation or their involvement in a particular scenario, um, that's it's unfortunate but you need to have you can't have one without the other if you don't have a fixed or if you don't have a growth mindset then you're it's 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 almost impossible for you to evolve as a human right no Uh, you can't you can't grow if if you don't want to grow um you can't grow if you don't know right that part too both of that (laughs) yeah because some people know and some people don't want to grow. That's true. But you have that's to respect those people because I just start realizing that's their business. If you don't want to grow, but you know better, then that's your business. And it's okay because that's your business. I, I'm not one to judge, but I want to grow and I want to learn more. And we can respect each other in each other's lane. Sometimes we don't we don't do that. Um, and, and it's funny that you said that you learned through your previous relationship, you had a fixed mindset. Trauma makes you see stuff, like you said, in one dimensional. Um, I've been there and, 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 and going through this healing journey, I'm grateful for that because I learned that it's a lesson. It's definitely a lesson behind it. Um, and it's teaching me to, to want more and be more. And so that's what I'm doing. Um, Ray, I'm on here just telling people my story and I'm wanting people to tell their story so that people, like you said, we don't have these type of conversations um, like we should. I mean, mental health is so real. People are shooting people. Kids are dying. Like, it's scary to me. It's so scary to me. It's like it starts from the home. I know we've had that conversation before in book club and it's done got a little tense depending on what we're talking about, you know, but in my opinion, you know, it always starts from the home and everybody is not fortunate to have a mom or dad or, or even just a mom, but you can still grow from what you have. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, um, What is it something that you could tell the audience? Like as far as when the, 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 the like the healing journey began how did you realize the difference in your mindset like you said there's a fix mm-hmm. in a growth mindset what was the it, difference because everybody don't know that it was when i started journaling and i was seeing my thoughts i was seeing what i was thinking and in turn i was able to course correct because i was you know my my body was taking it my yeah my health was starting to to wane and and I was wondering why. And and I think it was the five minute journal, which gives you mm-hmm. kind of journal prompts to write where I started uncovering, oh, wait a second. 
this is this is a fixed mindset where I'm coming from. But let's try, and I think it took me about two weeks of writing in the affirmative. Mm-hmm. Like I will be a successful entrepreneur. Um, right. I will, you know, I will be a more dependable person for my mother. And that's where the energy started to to take over. And and that that's where that's where that's where it started. It was when I started writing because a lot of people don't realize the importance of writing. If you write, you can see and track and and that's the quickest way for you to course correct. So if there's anything you're gonna take from this is write your thoughts out, get the five minute journal or get a book with writing prompts and just get in the habit of writing in that moment. Don't think about it, just right. ha- answer the question in the moment and, and that will be a great guiding light to showing you where, you're, where you are with your mindset. Okay. And it's, it, it's, it's, it's um, sometimes when you look too hard, you're not gonna find it. Mm-hmm. So that's where in those mindless moments, like when you're in the bathroom, when the ideas come to you, as Sean eloquently pointed out with his brain science, it's when you're <laughs> most relaxed, right? So I encourage folks to to pick up uh, a dull, my grandfather always said the dullest pencil is better than the sharpest mind. And it's so true. Yes. Yeah. Grandpa had gems. And I love so, that quote. I love that quote. <laughs> right? So I, I've gotten in the habit now of writing. And before I go to bed, I like to write out my day, like what I've been grateful for. I think it was a a combination of Oprah and Jay Shetty. Oprah created this uh, gratitude jar where Mm -hmm. when she was feeling down, she would open up this mason jar with post-it notes and it would reaffirm in that moment, you know, it'll help her sort of navigate those ill feelings that she was in. And I did it and it was like, whoa, this is cool because you're seeing it. You can make it as colorful. Like you can gamify your healing journey. It doesn't have to be this fixed, you know, you go to therapy for an hour and a half and you ball your heart out. And then your, <laughs> your therapist challenges you with a thought that came up in your session. And then you work that. No, no, you can, you can take your heels off, take your shoes off and, and just pour yourself a nice adult beverage and chill right. on your healing journey. And that's something that my roommate instilled in me. So I appreciate DJ love you to death because I was so fixed on fixing myself, Brittany, that I forgot to have fun along the way. Right. So it wasn't until recently I sat down and I did a writing exercise of all the everything, good, bad, and the ugly over the last five years. And I was like, holy F, did I come through a lot? And I'm still standing. And there's a reason I'm still standing. And, and I, this isn't mine. I'm not going to take credit for it. But you can't have a testimony without tests. And I've been tested, right? And so here I am now in a, in a position to take what I experienced to be a negative moment mm-hmm. in time and translate it and, and make it into a, a healing journey or a, or a frequency that, that is opposite of those negative emotions, right? And, and so like, it, even in my job, I feel more alive than before. I get to work with students in my role. And, and that is, I've been, I've been blessed with having great mentors and educators. Mm-hmm. And while I may not be a guide on the side or a sage on the stage, I'm still an educator. You're still yes, an educator, right? And it's my mission to, to reform education from transactional to come in, study, memorize 
get good grades to transformational because transformational learning is how you develop growth mindsets. And I feel like in the education system, starting from kindergarten, if they instilled more gamification of like self-awareness activities, mm-hmm. we won't be in this world where we're in right now. How is it in the most technically advanced world with all these digital automation, we are the most disconnected? That's messed up. That's it's, messed up. It's telling us to slow down and pay attention. And that's what I thought the pandemic gave us, right? I'm sorry, I'm going on a soapbox. No, I, I need but, to hear, they need to hear this. But like, what was the one thing that prior to the pandemic that we always said without even realizing it? I don't have time. Yep. And the precious commodity of time was given back to us mm-hmm. in the worst way possible. And you had to sit with yourself. And for some, it worked like myself and likely for you, for you as right. well. But for others, it's scary. People got divorced. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they couldn't because they just, it was too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I took that time that was given back to us, reevaluated where I was and where I wanted to be. And I'm proud to say, like, I'm on that journey. And a part of that journey was, you know, I, I would listen to Sean every morning on his show. And then here I am being a pupil of his. And I was like, this is, this is weird, but I believe. Right. <laughs> Right. So I'm I'm super thankful for for the likes of, of of Sean, the quote of the day show because yeah during that dark five years, that was the one thing that got me through. You know that's awesome. I'm, I'm yeah. it just everything you're saying. I just got butterflies. I'm shaking because you're touching my soul. I know you're touching the audience and letting them know. Um, that personality isn't permanent and how important it is to know, to have a growth mindset and to do the work. Um, we definitely got to do the work, guys. I know it's hard. Oh, it's hard to sit with. It's hard. When I started sitting with me, I was like, whoo, <laughs> Brittany got some work to do. I got to get this up out of me. I rebuked this. I started, honey, I started going to them real prayer warriors. Like, <laughs> come to me because I got to get this out of me. But um, I, I thank every, I thank you for everything you're saying. Um, before I go, I do want to ask you, you did kind of go into this, like, as far as what do you do as far as you said this, this book is a trigger for you. So at the beginning, um, a couple episodes before I had you, I had trauma and triggers. That was one of my episodes. What is something that you do when you have a trigger and you're self-aware of that? What What is some type of coping me- method that you can tell the audience to help them when they're triggered by something? So my big bro, Akil, he introduced me to breath work. So meditation, breathing. And one of the things um, I'll call him in a moment of angst or uncertainty and he's like, yo, Ray, just breathe. And I'll take that minute and I'll and I'll do my nostril breathing, a couple of deep inhales. And that scent that quiets my mind. And once I'm able to just and it just recenters everything. And I can I can come back to the moment present, not with all these stories that I'm adding and all this other pent-up emotion, but in just be present in the moment and focus on finding a solution to this perceived problem. So for me, it's going deep within and and just reconnecting with my breath because 
uh, it wasn't until Akil pointed out how I was breathing that I realized how it affected my other being part of me, right? The, the way I would communicate at work, the way I would uh, interact with, with friends. It would always feel rushed. Right. Take your time. Think about it. You come out, you'll come out better and clearer. I, so if I there's, love one it. Thing, there's one thing definitely is, is breath work. And, and again, it's not something that, you know, you need to, it's not woo woo, <laughs> like there's apps out there that can, can coach you through it. And I highly recommend doing it because in, in a world that we're in now, you, you need to recenter with your breath from time to time. Yes. You need, you need your space. You need to be centered. <laughs> exactly. One, like one thing. To... Go sorry. ahead. Go ahead. There was just the book mentioned, you know, the, the introvert, the extroverts and, and all these personality tests. And it comes up in my line of work. And, and every single time I've mentioned this to faculty, I'm like, you know, your personality is permanent, right? And this look that I get is so quizzical. And then I, I you know, I'll let a couple of days pass and, and I'll send them an email with a, a link to the book. And mm -hmm. three faculty members have read it and they have told me that they have re-looked at the curriculum and have eliminated these tests, these Myers-Briggs, these personality tests that aren't scientific. Right. As as Mr. Dr. Hardy pointed out in his book. Right. And and now they're looking for other tools. And I was like, okay. I'm right, so, so glad that you you went there because I was meaning to go there. Like that that hit home for me. That made me stop taking personality tests for any type of job because I'm like, I'm not, that's not accurate. Like yeah, you're asking me how I'm feeling in this moment. I right. may not have had a cup of coffee, so I'm grumpy. <laughs> and that means I'm a, I'm this. No. Right. You're not going to give me a job because I'm not in this category. Like, how do you know? I was maybe rushing to hurry up and do it for you and anxiety kicked in and I just picked something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like a multiple choice test that I didn't want to take in class. And we think I'm going to take this for this job. Respectfully. No. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's one of the biggest takeaways from the book for sure. Sorry. I, and that's what I was going to ask you. What, is there anything else that you could tell the audience um, as I look for people that are healing their inner critic, their inner child, um, and those that are new and pertaining to this particular chapter that we're talking to, I mean, talking about, was it something that you could tell the audience, the newbies that are growing and just want to transform their trauma? Take your time. It's not, it's not overnight. And, and that's the problem with, with, you know, that's the, the flip side of this highly technologically advanced world that we're in is this instant gratification of, well, I said, you know, I was going to do this and here I am still doing what I said I wasn't going to do. Well, it's probably right. not working. No, it, the work works. You just have to work it. Right. That's true. I love right? it. <laughs> the work works. You just have to work it. And you, right. and there's going to be days where you're going to be like, I don't want to do this. And that's okay mm -hmm. because it's your ship. You're steering it in the direction that you want. That's right. I love that. I love that takeaway. Um, and I appreciate you telling everybody that I like to ask like five random questions before I let you go. And it's just something fun. So just whatever comes okay. to mind. So the first one is, do you like chicken or pork chops? Chicken. Chicken. Okay. Would you rather have a three night, like a three, a three, let's say, uh, would you rather go to a swinger party or would you rather have a threesome? Well, that's, that's different. Um, 
Brittany Covington, you have done it. Uh, a threesome. It's funny. I made Sean blush on the last, so I had to get you. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to go back and be serious. Do you like chips or cookies? Chips. Okay, are you Apple or are you Android? Apple. Okay, and the last one, would you rather watch football or basketball? Basketball. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I had to throw something in there. That's okay. That's okay. I, you you made me pause, and I was like, wait, what have I thought about? <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much, Ray. Let us know where we can find you on social media. Uh, Ray Hair Paul Creative on Instagram, and that's linked um, rayhairpaul.com. Okay. Probably the simplest. Thank you. I'm definitely going to put your information in the bio. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Guys, make sure you go follow Ray. He got gems and he's doing amazing things in this world. I'm signing out. This is episode number 28. Personality isn't permanent with Truth Be Told podcast. I'm your host, Britt. Have a good night. Bye, Ray. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.